Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's the Mission Podcast. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another incredible episode of the most incredible food podcast on the internet, The Mitchin. My name is Andrew Levins. My co-host, as always, Mitchell Orr. Setting the expectations way too high. That's what we do as usual. Uh, And uh, with us uh, from the sports world, it's Mitch's golfing buddy, (laughs) Sean McManus, uh, who you may have uh, seen at Bad Hombres. Correct. In Surrey Hills, which opened uh, recently with uh, previous guest Toby Wilson. The love machine himself, or or neighborhood coffee. Yeah, that's also true. Also in Surrey Hills, I like to slap out a couple is of that, cappuccinos every now and is then that as Surrey well. Surrey Hills, yeah, Surrey Hills, uh, just down behind the Strawberry Hills. Sean is also my only vegan friend. Right, mm. cool. What about my sister? Uh, yeah, I guess Katie's, Katie's your friend. I guess so. Yeah, right. Sucked Kate in. You've got two now. First, yeah, <laughs> We're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they didn't tell me that uh, we had a, a, a golfer with a vegan agenda coming in today. Yeah, I'm edgy, it's tough, <laughs> aggressive. Um, so yeah, but tell us quickly about bad hombres before we uh, get into the incredible subjects we're going to be talking about and in today's episode. Yeah, and yeah. neighborhood coffee. Uh, so, I suppose bad hombres is a bit of a love child of Mr. Ghost Boy himself, Toby Wilson, and myself. Um, we kind of, so it all started with the little space that we had next door to neighborhood, which was going to be set up with uh, Australian hearsay natural wines that we're going to start selling out of there. And we've had a lot of dramas trying to get a, a liquor license to let us do an off license. So anyway, we made a lot of good friends with some amazing winemakers down in South Australia and uh, we wanted to show off those wines and we found it. Uh, very hard to find a space. So then eventually we heard that 40 Reservoir Street came up, which was the old uh, sugarcane site. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember Toby Wilson told me the night before that he wants nothing to do with hospitality anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and he wants to go to ad school. So anyway, he, he applied for ad school. And, um, Fucking hell. Yeah, the, like, what yeah, a dickhead. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much like the, the morning that he got accepted into ad school, I, um, I rang him up. I'm like, dude. I have a 50-seater restaurant, full kitchen, and it's got a liquor license, so we could do Ghost Boy with booze. Yeah. And uh, he went, oh, yeah, nah, I don't know about it. And then two hours later, he was like, all right, I'm in. Fuck ad school. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fuck ad school. Um, that's so funny. Like, I'm, I'm sick of these cunts in hospitality. I'm going to go to a much more welcome and inviting, uh, you know, choice of professionalism that, that just really, you know, attracts really good, decent people. <laughs> yeah. The ad world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, it, was, it was pretty good. So from there, we, we contacted the guy that was um, looking after the lease and he, um, he said that he'd give us three weeks rent free to come up with a concept and slap some paint on and rip out all the weird shit that was hanging up in there um 
And yeah, then Bad Hombres was built. And it was pretty funny. We were actually, we had, we had no idea what the name was. And we were having a chat with the guys at, at Gourmet Traveler. And they wanted to know a little bit about what we were doing. And the last bit of the question that they asked was like, okay, cool. What's, what's the place called? And I went, uh, can I call you back in, in a couple of minutes, please? And I was like, shit, what the hell are we going to call this place? So I quickly went through the phone, looked at everything that uh, JK, our other business partner, Toby and myself sent. And the last thing that we actually had sent to each other was a little meme of Donald Trump saying stuff about, we got too many bad hombres. And then we thought, well, fuck it. Let's just use that. <laughs> Contacted them and said, yeah, sweet. We're going to be called bad hombres. And it's been a dream since then. Because in a way, Toby is a bad hombre. <clears throat> Indeed. He's, he, he, his attempts at cooking Mexican food are far from traditional. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, we, when we last spoke to Toby, he was uh, running Ghost Boy Cantina out of Dixon Street Food Court yep. in Chinatown, uh, serving um, like tacos but using Chinese pancakes instead of tortillas yeah um, has he carried over the, that, that bastardization of Mexican food at, to bad hombres yeah, yeah he's, he's still bastardizing it to the best of his ability but at the same time I think <laughs> I think now he's, he's really um, he's really honing in on a lot more authentic cooking styles I guess um, and also working with uh, people like uh, La Tacoria as well down from Melbourne and getting some really nice um, genuine tacos and corn t- tortillas and and white tortillas, white corn tortillas as well, blue corn tortillas. So still spinning off with that Asian vibe, but delving a bit more into uh, more authentic Mexican styles of cooking, I suppose. Fucking white people. Yeah. <laughs> he's the whitest of white people too. He's so white, he goes red. <laughs> um, so uh, you guys open, what, like Thursday to, Thursday to Sunday, is that it? Wednesday, Wednesday to Saturday. Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah, cool. And we're just about to launch pretty something chill. something pretty cool too. We're, we're doing a little um, good snacks, bad hombres. So we're doing... Um, $9 pet nats from 9 till 6.30, some $8 snacks and $5 tecates as well, which will be pretty rad. Yeah, it's one of those joints where you go because you know the wine's going to be good and the food is fucking great too. Yeah, fun, exactly. Fun and it's vibes. a fun vibe. Yeah. Like if you want to dance on a table, I really don't give a shit. You can just, <laughs> just don't tread on anyone's food. <laughs> so today on the show, we've got, we got some great stories for you folks. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to give a bit of George Columbaris watch. Uh, he's in the news again. Yeah, you literally hit me with like 50 links this morning. I <laughs> only built for 50 links. Uh, we're going uh, to talk about restaurants being dumb and racist. We're going to talk about cloud eggs. We're going to talk about VB gelato. We're going to talk about master of none. And uh, we're going to talk about tipping. That's going to be like the main, the main thing we're going to talk about. Tipping and also the good food guide is going to be national now. So all kinds of good and also completely stupid uh, food stories for us to discuss today. Let's just, are we going to start stupid and go to serious? Or? I might mix it up. Okay. Uh, let's kick off with someone real dumb. Uh, this is uh, the first time I've ever read an article from Gold Coast Bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's where I'm, the only place I'm going to go to get my news from now Sounds on. Sounds hot. <laughs> uh, Gold Coast business. Zanette's gelati makes the most Australian dessert ever. VB gelato. Sean, have you ever thought that maybe your beers were too hot to drink. So the best thing for you to do is whack them in the freezer mm-hmm. and then you, you, then you get drunk and you forget about them and the tops burst off them and you have beer ice in your freezer and you're like, fuck it, I'm just going to eat that. Yeah, I call it extreme drinking. It's <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I've, I've actually tasted beer gelato before in the south of France in Nice and uh-huh. it, it was not good. Right. Um, but it was... Beer, a- I presume if it's gelato, there's dairy 
You know? Yeah, that's true. I guess so. That can't be good. Yeah, it was it was like six that years ago, bro. That can't be good. Yeah, but this isn't. This is now. So yeah, it's bad. Frank Bailey has been making preservative free gelati for thirteen years, and there isn't an alcoholic or non-alcoholic flavor he hasn't tried. I have tried every fruit and every sort of alcohol. The owner said, "I can make any flavor. You just have to ask." I've made gelato using Forex Pale Ale, Bailey's Irish Cream, and margaritas. Yes, <laughs> uh, but he uses a seven hundred and fifty ml bottle of beer in each batch. And uh, that's why it tastes like beer. Yeah, right. Well, how surprising how big the batches <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah. Um, so, yeah, apparently it's, a, it's, it's been a hit and he sells out very, very quickly. Sells yeah, out of VB in, in Queensland. Queensland. Yeah, he should and question himself. You thank, know that, thank, thanks again, Queensland. Yeah. <laughs> you know that dumbass trend where uh, um, gelaterias will put like, like a mandarin gelato will have like pieces of mandarin on yeah. top of the mandarin gelato. Oh, so pl- you know he puts a beer is. bottle there? He straight up puts a, uh, a long neck and he <laughs> plonks it directly into the gelato. I wonder if he's a legend enough to make a full bottle there so by the end of his shift it's an icy cold beer he can still drink. <laughs> yeah, I think that, yeah, beer and cooking. I mean, beer, if you use it in like a, like a sauce or something, like maybe that works. If, it, if you use it like in a braise, yeah. yeah. Like if you braise like a short rib in some fucking stout or something, that can be okay. Beer battered chips. Yum. Yeah, but beer and dairy, frozen. I mean, weird no. al- alcoholic... Desserts in general. Actually, you, you used to have that gin and tonic. Um, no, it wasn't a dessert. What was it? It was a, it was it was a savory. But there's a gin and tonic dessert at 12 micron in Barangaroo at the moment that's been doing the rounds in really? the news and Instagram. What yeah. was your, your dish? Was Kingfish gin and tonic. Kingfish gin and tonic. So it was raw, raw kingfish with like a, a, a gin and tonic jelly. Yeah. And some and cucumber and blah, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there were micro herbs back then too. <laughs> Shouts to 2008. Yeah. <laughs> That's embarrassing, isn't it? Um, but uh, yeah, beer as a, as a dessert, that's a foul proposition. Yeah, I don't really know how that would, how that yeah, would really work. Let's not give Queensland any more attention. Fuck you, Gold Coast Bulletin. I'm cancelling my subscription. <laughs> uh, so the, gold, the Good Food Guide... Um, a, a publication that I, I, I write for, um, even though I'm, I'm by far the worst at writing for them. Send in the contributions later than anyone. Have you sent them in yet? Uh, I've got three more to go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the, uh, the guide goes to print next week. Oh, shit. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> Does it? Um, so the Good Food Guide, and we've had uh, the current editor, Miffy Rigby, and uh, also the Brisbane editor, Callum Boys, uh, have both been on the, uh, the mission recently. Uh, but the Good Food Guide is going national. Which wow. means that, uh, you know, for the last however many fucking years, uh, there's been a Sydney Good Food Guide, there's been a Brisbane Good Food Guide, there's been a Melbourne Good Food yeah. Guide. So is it going to be one big... It's going to be seven times thicker. ...novel now, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Because mm. the, one of the big things that the, that the guide's done since Miffy came on board is that when I first started writing in her first year, it was the old rules. So any restaurant that got a 12 out of 20 or above was, in was included book. in the book. Yeah. She made it so it was just 14 and above, and above yeah, right. which I think is a really smart idea. Because yeah, yeah. like, I'm I, I, having to write about these middling restaurants that are like... And be nice uh, about it. Exactly. Time, it, was, it was really yeah. tough. And also, like, you know, you're not really recommending these like no. pretty average exp- dining experiences. So the, 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 there's definitely less restaurants. Actually, I'm, I mean, there's not definitely. But there are that many more restaurants. There's a lot days. of restaurants, yeah. The so, book's still huge. Yeah. And uh, I know last year I was asked to do a bunch of like suburb guides. So I did like guides yeah, yeah. to... Cabramatta and Parramatta, Auburn, Chinatown, Chatswood, that kind of thing. That's not in the in the guide this year either. So maybe right. they've slimmed that they've out. They've slimmed to, all that extracurricular stuff out of it. We'll uh, we'll definitely have Miffy and probably Callan on again, in the, and so we can get you know get to the the brass tacks of this. But uh, 
Uh, just means that they'll have like a good food guide and an okay food guide. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because they also have that cheap eats guide as well that Fairfax put out. So maybe that, I wonder if that will stay as a city based. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, this like we, we good food. Sorry, gourmet traveler guide. Even though it's you know it's significantly smaller and comes attached to the the uh, the monthly gourmet traveler magazine. That's yeah. national. Do you think this is gourmet good food can can stay different enough to be a national guide like gourmet traveler? I mean, I guess so, because they have publications in all the cities. So, you know, if they're just combining the teams and that kind of thing. It's funny because um, the Josephine Pinelet Young Chef of the Year Award is also open from today. And I just I just thought, how are they going to do that? But the article says that that's going national as well. That's so right. all of the Young Chef competitions will now be the Josephine, which is probably a good thing, I think. Yeah, and it means, you know, the the awards are probably going to be like they'll probably be like what one one restaurant per state and then maybe best new restaurant and best restaurant will, yeah, just be, maybe, will be yeah. national so i mean th- th- there are less chances for restaurants to win awards but if you mm. do win them it's much it's bigger thing bigger thing what are your thoughts on that i know it's kind of not i think they should hopefully they still keep the city specific things and then maybe have an overall because it's kind of nice to have the individual award things and yeah. it's such a long tradition as well it seems a shame to just throw that out the window in the aim of hopefully selling more books or whatever. But means the awards night itself is going to be a considerably longer affair. Yeah, true, true. That's all right. It's a fun night. It is a fun night. And the, there'll be more prize money now. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Cool. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens this year. It is it's it's a pretty massive step, um, and I feel I feel like good food. The publication that comes out. Um, used to be called Good Living, now it's called Good Food that comes out in the paper. I think, you know, that because they already share a lot of articles around the states anyway, I think there will be a lot more of a kind of, you know, tighter knit between mm. the three publications in, in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane at least. Yeah. Yeah, is it just Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane? Is that what they're defining as national? Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say anything about... It, says, it just says the, the marriage of the age, Brisbane Times and Sydney Morning Herald. Mm. But, uh, oh, may, may, I mean... There, there are writers I mean, in Perth and, and, and Tassie and... Yeah. Who knows? I mean, that, that's, that, that, including those states that I'm less familiar with, that actually is quite appealing. Um, you want to know more about Perth? Well, no, like, you know, I, want, I want... Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we, we love talking about how to, where, where to eat in Perth. But it is, you know, those, 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 having that material in a, in a book that you've already got instead of having to buy the Perth specific yeah, guide, yeah, that's yeah. going to be helpful for people yeah. traveling. They should merge it all together. Yeah, be, yeah, if true. it's going to be Australia, you don't want to ostracize yeah, you know, the West Coast. Coast. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny if there's, yeah. an, uh, there's an entirety of Australian food guide and then just a Perth guide. <laughs> <laughs> Make it happen, Fairfax. <laughs> uh, are you guys ready for an incredible weekly segment we call hashtag George Watch? Uh, George Kalambaris is uh, in the news again, everybody. But this time, I might be on hashtag Team George. Uh, so after you know getting escorted away from a, a footy match, after almost getting to, into a tiff with someone that was telling him to pay his chefs, and then uh, that also followed him not paying his chefs. Uh, George is in the news again because uh, someone is suing him after the uh, massive outbreak of food poisoning that that, that ninety people that ate at the uh what is it the hellenic hellenic republic um in when in 2014 that's a bit late isn't it like talk so about trying to cash in on the, I was on like, the bad vibes yeah i was like fuck yes george is copying it again and then i read the article <laughs> and i was like oh that's man fucked. yeah that's bullshit so some bloke david schroeder from north fitzroy of course he's from north Fitzroy, <laughs> uh is is suing 
um, after allegedly eating contaminated food from the restaurant, which left him violently ill. Um, him and 90 other people Left him violently for, what, three years or something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like either he is a lawyer or he has a mate who's a lawyer yeah. who's seen George getting dragged. And I was like, oh, mate, it's didn't, good time, yeah. didn't you get food poisoning from that cunt three years ago? It's never too late to sue. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty far. I reckon he woke up at an epiphany or something one day. <laughs> Must yeah. have knocked his head. Yeah, yeah that's pretty fucked. I, I'm on George's side on that one too. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that, that story breaking out? No. Vaguely. Vaguely remember it. No. Food poisoning is, is ter- was one of the things that terrified me the most as a restaurant owner. Not that anyone ever uh, got yeah, food poisoning. Yeah. But the risk of it. The risk of like, you know, because you don't know where... Your, your meat's been before you get it sometimes or I don't know like that, that, all those little factors and you could I could make like a you know a tray of of 40 burgers and send them out and every single one of those people might get some bizarre virus that was in the well when you buy it off the back of a truck in Chinatown there's bound to be issues you're a bit more at risk than you know but yeah no it shouldn't it shouldn't be a worry in all most reputable businesses it shouldn't be a worry and they're so fucking strict and strident mm. on everything these days that it should be a really rare occurrence and most of the time if we ever have someone ring out or email and go hey I, w- I got sick when I got home you don't eat something and then get sick straight away it's, no, you it's know digestion the chances are the three bottles of wine you drank to yourself is what you're throwing up it's not the food you ate you know so and if all hell yeah. breaks loose you can always point back to circa what was it 2012 the poo poo ice cream yeah <laughs> <laughs> It finally really yeah. like I was throwing up for days in 2017. Um, I actually, I, I lived a restaurant near where I grew up in like Pimble or Taramara. Um, they use, they sent out a, um, like an avocado based sauce to an elderly customer that had been in the fridge way too long and it killed the elderly customer. What? Yeah. Like it, they got so sick from the food poisoning. From Death apparently, by avo. apparently avocado, if you leave it, oh no, it is it the avocado or asparagus. So if you have either of those in your no. fridge, throw them out. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, was, it was one of those base sources. I should look this up because it was. We a really do need to start doing some research before we start yeah. talking. Shouts about to Kate, our new new researcher. <laughs> She's high, very highly paid and highly motivated to find us stories and uh, look up. But yeah, it was a it's a, it's a restaurant that, that it's still the site's still there and people will occasionally try and like turn it into a new restaurant in the last Just, three months because it's yeah. like you know, when someone dies Tainted. in a restaurant, nobody wants to go back. You ever given you ever gotten food poisoning from someone that you enjoyed? Mm, no I mean I've had food poisoning before overseas and stuff but I don't think I've ever got it here yeah just yeah. just in Bali that was it yeah yeah it was it was a bit of an awkward situation <laughs> I was I was with my ex-girlfriend and we um I remember I was, I was in the bathroom for days we're going on about not drinking the water not drinking the water not drinking the water and then all of a sudden she's in the bathroom and we're like tight bathroom as you can imagine and um and she's brushing her teeth and then I'm having a shower and we're looking at each other and she's brushing her teeth and like putting it in the, turning the tap water on brushing her teeth with water I'm like ah <laughs> you stupid bitch you just you just brush your teeth you're fucked ah whilst idiot in, right here proceeds to oh. fill his mouth up with water oh, out of the shower and go and spit it on her and she looked directly and went you stupid bitch <laughs> and then we wrestled for the toilet for the next three days it was great yeah. Yeah, I got uh, I got food poisoning from sticky rice in uh, in Thailand. Apparently, rice is like one of the biggest yeah, causes of yeah. food poisoning. Um, and uh, 
I also, yeah, similar water experience in Vietnam, woke up in the middle of the night, was thirsty, poured a glass, a massive glass from, from the tap water, <laughs> drank it. And that was like, you know, food poisoning takes a while to make you sick. I was like vomiting my entire guts up like an hour after Ugh. that. Yeah. Fun stories, guys. Yeah, yeah vomiting. Fun. <laughs> what, what fun stories next? <laughs> um, one of Mitch's ex-employers, kind of. Uh, yeah, sort of. Massimo Batura, um, one of his restaurants, was featured recently in the Netflix series uh, by Aziz Ansari, um, Osteria Franche- Francescana. Is that, did, I, did I nail it? No. What is it? <laughs> Without all the stuttering, you would have nailed it. Osteria yeah. Francescana? Yeah. Boom. I, go, I got it. I got there. I get there eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, it was featured in Aziz's series uh, Master of None mm-hmm. because... Massimo Batura requested that he heard he got wind that Aziz and Eric Wareheim were in town shooting that series yeah. got jealous that he wasn't eating there and demanded that Aziz and Eric eat and the, and the entire crew eat in the, in the private dining room yeah. have real Prosecco real Italian food wow yeah. so have you watched Master of None? not the second season it's yet, really no. good and it's quite food centric at least the first few episodes it's, it's really good but um, if you follow Aziz on socials or follow Katie Parler, who's like a. She lives in Rome, and she knows she has like a book about Rome. And she has an amazing kind of app called the, the yeah. Rome Foodies app, so which is she like was this offline map that you can just be like wine, and even though you're not connected to internet or anything, like that it'll just tell you what the closest you're going from your, is. your you know pinpoint location, which yeah. doesn't use data. Yeah, right. It's the best app. Yeah, so I think Katie was like showing Aziz and Eric around and that kind of thing, and I think that must be how Massimo found out. But there's a cool, a really cool scene in it. And then I was listening to Bill Simmons' podcast yesterday, and Aziz is on it, and he tells a story of he actually went and lived in Italy for three months after the first season finished. He took like a month of intense Italian lessons, and then moved to Italy by himself and worked in a pasta shop to learn how to make pasta and la la la, and lived the life that the character sort of lives in the first few episodes. Wow! To like, and just because he wanted to do it as well, so it was like it's pretty cool to listen. You binged to the second season already. Uh, I think I've watched like six. It's really good. It's fucking really I mean, I really enjoyed the first season. Yeah. I had a lot of friends that thought it was too quaint. No, but, uh, this this is like quite quaint as well, but I've really enjoyed it. And it's really food-centric. There's like food in every shot almost, and it's it's really fun. Um, a lot of it was filmed at Four Horsemen in Brooklyn. Oh, amazing. There's like an episode where Aziz goes on like 100 million first Tinder dates kind of thing, and he goes to the same place with every girl, <laughs> and it's always Four Horsemen. And, that. and so, it's, yeah, it's really cool. How it's much really of it's good. set in Italy? Uh, like the first three episodes. Right, sure. Yeah, I think. And then um, there's like tie-ins through the series. It's really good. Yeah, he is like a... He is a big big old foodie. Isn't yeah, he? massive. Yeah, and, and, and so is Eric as well. Yeah, yeah. and they even, they even had like some weird dining club where they used to put photos of them eating at really expensive yeah, restaurants yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. years ago. Uh, should we tell our Aziz stories? We've got Aziz stories. I don't have any Aziz stories. I've got Eric stories, but not Aziz oh, okay, stories. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. We'll, all right well, I'll, I'll give an Aziz story and you can give me an Eric. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I used to uh, do like um, tour management and I tour managed Major Lazer and Dip- Diplo's like yep. kind of big reggae band and um, it, reggae EDM, the fusion together at last. Uh, and uh, we did a bunch of festivals however many years ago and um, Aziz came to Field Day and um, he was obsessed with the main dancer from Major Lazer, Scarab uh-huh. Boy. Yeah. Um, and he ended up talking about um, Scarab Boy on Jimmy Kimmel Live after his Australian trip. Um, and like had photos of him, but after field day we did a party, like a, like an unofficial major laser after at party God. at Good God mm-hmm. Small Club, 
and um, I had to DJ for, for Scarab Boy because he couldn't DJ and he said he would DJ. Um, so he would just pretty much tell me what song to play next and then would just kind of yell over the tracks that I was yeah. playing. Uh, and then he demanded, he saw Aziz was obsessed with him, Aziz, and also Samantha Ronson was there too because yeah. um, she was DJing at New Year's Eve at the uh, like opera bar or something back when uh, you could DJ at the opera bar and not get noise complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he saw Aziz come in there and he could never remember Aziz's name and he started calling him Nazi. <laughs> Nazi, like, hey, Nazi, Nazi, we got to do a dance battle. And um, uh, he was like, you and Diplo are going to do a ba- dance battle and like got Aziz up on stage. And... Uh, and then Diplo was like, no, 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 you've got to get Levins and Aziz to do, to do, uh, and, and so I ended up having like a dance battle with Aziz <laughs> um, in front of this drunk, drunk crowd. And then Scarab Boy climbed up a ladder and, and jumped on a bunch of women. It was an eventful night. Yeah. I don't, I think I was there for that one. I'm not sure. I probably went home a bit early. And then a couple of years later, I um, did this thing with David Chang for Bullet Bourbon and Aziz was in town doing a tour at that point too. And, and he came and was like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, remember me from the, from the tour? And I was like, oh, what, what's going on after this? And I was like, oh, well, my friend, DJ Leon Smith, it's his birthday, <laughs> and he DJs at a, at a strip club. So we're all going to go to Bada Bing later. It's going to be a really fun party. And uh, he was like, okay, I'll come. And I was like, all right, cool. And uh, Aziz came party. <laughs> for, I think, three minutes. He walked into Bada Bing. Every dude in the room walked up to him and was like, oh, fucking, you're the funniest cunt, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, cool, I'll see you later. Yeah. And then just walked, walked out and walked out. And then I, uh, yeah, <laughs> those are my Z stories. Classic, classic, classic. Eric, you, you're part of the Eric story because Eric came to Acme last time Tim and Eric were on tour in Sydney. And our friend Neha, who lives in LA, who is friends with Eric, said, Eric's in town. He really wants to come to Acme. Can you hook up a booking? Blah, blah, blah. And sent me a photo, a selfie that Eric and Neha took together. And so Eric, I organized the booking and Eric came in and had like pretty much ate the whole menu and had a good time. And he's pretty much exactly the character in Master of None. Like he talks in the same cadence and he's fucking huge and funny and bubbly. And so he came in and I said, oh, Eric, Mitch, you know, nice to meet you. My friend Neha is good friends with you, la la la. Um, And she sent me this photo. And so I showed him the photo. And Eric was like, oh, that cheeky little minx. She told me, no, she'd never show anyone that photo, la, la, la. <laughs> and he was like, okay, let's take one for me to send back to her. So Eric and I replayed the photo of Eric and Neha and then sent it back to Neha. And then Eric was like, what should I do tonight? And I was like, halfway Crooks was on. I was like, you should go to Crooks. I think, you know, you might even know Lev's or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of this thing. All right, I'll go. And then he got there and then at like 2 a.m. you sent me the same picture of you and Eric. Yeah, to, selfie. To, to you. Back to me. <laughs> the triple selfie. Yeah. Uh, I, when I, I, I DJed with Eric Wareheim and, um, and Dog Pound, which is like their tour ah, DJ, yeah, yeah. and they were like asking me about food and um, asking me about what animals, like Australian animals you can eat. And I said that like... Like eating emu tastes like eating a wallet or, or like a, a like a leathery ball sack, and he just stood up and goes, "This was the worst conversation I've ever had," and left the room. Shit, Sean, you got you, you want to drop some names? I've got I've got no names to drop. I was I was happy happy listening. Okay, next time get someone who can drop some names. Soz, 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 Soz. Are you going to select the next story now? 
No, I was just looking. Just Is looking. Anything interesting? Um, That's it. Want to talk about fucked up food at um at Disneyland? Sure. <laughs> I feel like we should have Hongi in for this. Uh, so you guys been to? Oh wait, this is. I, I've roasted you about this on the podcast before. Mitch went to D- Tokyo and Disney didn't go on any rides and didn't go on one fucking ride. <laughs> I don't like, one. I don't like rides, bro. Yeah, fuck, I can, fuck I can rides. sympathize with you. I can sympathize with you. Don't, don't I just be an I've only, I've only. I just went to see the castle. I've been on shit. one roller coaster and that was enough That's for me. Yeah, that was yeah, it. I'm the same. I'm yeah. such a fucking six year old. Fuck the teacups. I don't need it. Never said the space probes and all that kind of shit. I don't need it. Not for me. Not for me. So. I go for the rides, but I stay for the food because the food at Disneyland for a, for a theme park is is pretty awesome. Those massive tur- uh, smoked turkey legs yeah. are real great. The lines are also hectic for everything. You like, just got to grin and bear. I don't have time and, for lines. In Tokyo, yeah. you can get like, when you walk in the park, you can get like Mr. Potato Head from Toy Story or like a massive like Pluto head and you like, crack open its head and you, can, and you fill it with popcorn. And all throughout the park, there are different flavors of popcorn. And Tokyo has like like Japanese curry flavor popcorn, which is real good. Um, but uh, there are new things at the California Disney California Adventure at the Paradise Garden Grill that sound maybe a bit too fucked up, like weird, you know, county fair bullshit. Hongi's definitely going to want to go, isn't he? So one of them, the less fucked up one is chicken and waffle skewer, which is a waffle batter dipped chicken breast, lightly fried with maple, bacon and sage dipping sauce. So it's pretty much a waffle that's been deep fried. And when you bite into it, it's chicken. What? Yeah, I'm kind of into that. That's, yeah, it's just like sweet, sweet deep yeah. fried chicken cake. It's like chicken, chicken and waffles. Yeah. <laughs> On a stick. Um, but this one... I think it's... I don't know. So, it's on the menu. It's crispy battered corn on the cob. It's a fresh ear of corn, golden fried and seasoned batter with cilantro, lime, mayonnaise and parmesan cheese. And it so, it like is... like a mishti's dish. <laughs> yeah. But it's like a Pluto pup. <laughs> yeah. Except when you bite through the batter, it's a cob... Like a cob, cob of corn. corn. Yeah. That Why are you, ma- are you mad at that? I don't know if I'm... I'm just thinking it's weird. Why? What's weird about it? Because like... It's, it's like, carnival food. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's not that weird. I thought. I mean, if you tried to eat it from the top and bit straight into the cob, it would hurt. It would hurt. Yeah, you'd have to be strategic in your in your eating. Yeah. Is this just Tokyo as well? No, this is uh, California. Just just California. They're trying to out out Tokyo, Tokyo with the most dumbass deep fried stuff ever. I'm not that mad at that. You're not mad about it? No. I mean, I guess I I wouldn't really go and eat it either. So this is the, the the pretty much a place that only does like corn dog cheese on a stick. Yeah. Like so, they've got all that batter on lock. What can we put it on next? Yeah. <laughs> What's the dumbest thing you guys are deep fried at bad ombres? Uh nothing nothing too dumb. We're just Cauliflower. deep yeah. <laughs> we're just deep fried deliciousness. Mm-hmm. I don't know, nothing nothing crazy yet. What's the deep fried vegan uh, yeah, treat? The, the cauliflower the cauliflower. Definitely the keep. But our, our churros as well, our desserts vegan also. Oh cool. Pretty much so the deal is like sixty percent of the menu is vegan without being vegan, it's just mm. tasty just, yeah, it yeah, happens yeah. to be vegan. Like it was my sister's uh, birthday last night, so I could say all vegan feasts. It's very yeah, easy. Right. Yeah. It's very, very easy. Mm, and you yeah. never like oh fuck, I wish there was a steak on the yeah. table. You know what my, my, my key to cooking vegan is purely just um just treat the vegetables like they're meat. Like obviously if you boil a fucking vegetable, it's going to taste shit. You don't boil meat. Like, yeah. if, you, if you're going to marinate your steak, marinate your veggies. Like, it's all the exact same thing. If you want to yeah. slow cook them, you can slow cook. If you want to bake them, you can bake them. If you want to fry them, you can fry them. Just don't expect to do nothing to them and them taste good. Be amazing, yeah. The cool thing is veggies have a lot more texture than meat does. You know, you can get a vast array of them. You can do, you can do a lot with it. Mm. I found a, a Syrian, uh, like, uh, food spot at Hornsby Markets last week. Bought their baba hunush was uh, they did it without skins, so mm. it was like this bright yellow 
like like almost see through color. I've not seen before. Wow, it's real good. Syrian vegan stall in uh, in Hornsby Markets. Hit it up, everybody. They're actually based in Guildford. Yeah, hit it up. It's good mm. shit. The hummus uh, has no garlic in it. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, right. Why does that matter? Oh. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Oh, hummus has garlic in it pretty much, but not Syrian joint. There you go. You learn something every day. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the big subject of today. Yeah, let's talk about cloud it. eggs. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, recent yeah, guest yeah. on the show, Callum Boys from Good Food, wrote an article: uh, a study that one in five Australians will never tip at restaurants. Now, before we even go who, into the article who, itself, who did the study? Um, Did Callan just ring his mates and Galaxy ask Research. Okay. Sounds legit. Open table and Galaxy Research. Okay. Uh, 21% of Australian diners never leave a tip at all. Does okay. this seem pretty in line with what you guys uh, have, have witnessed at your businesses? Or do you reckon that's maybe a bit too generous, even less people tip than that? I don't know. We've, we've got a little bit of an, an issue right now that's just being fixed where uh, a POS system that we're using doesn't take tipping on it because it's a new company which kind of sucks but everyone's always like hey man the pod system says i can't tip on it i'm like oh we can only take cash tips so it, a lot of people for us want to uh but one thing we have noticed is no one no one's really carrying cash no that comes into cash anymore, hombres yeah. where i'm the opposite all i all i do is carry carry that because you're a business stacks, owner who doesn't like paying tax <laughs> 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 um but yeah i'm i'm i don't know i i feel like a lot of people still do tip um uh i'm i'm i suck at it if even if i don't like a place i'll be like yeah i'm gonna give them a five dollar tip they'll yeah. they'll learn their lesson from yeah, me yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know but um we you do get people that don't tip and you but it's it's i i think it depends on the business as well like obviously we're reputable had it like a hatted restaurant or whatever so our clientele is different naturally to maybe a lot of places where all the people complaining about tipping would go but we still get people that don't tip but what's most frustrating to me is when industry people come in and don't tip Mm. because 
you look after them and you know if someone went to their restaurant and didn't tip, they will be up in arms about it. So if you're part of the industry, tip, especially yep. if you get looked after. Whether you're an apprentice and your chef made a booking for you at a restaurant that he knows the chef or owner of and you get looked after, make sure you tip. It's like respect and it com- what comes around goes around. And the same for floor staff. You would expect to get tipped if an industry member came to your restaurant. So fucking tip when you go to another restaurant. And, you know, if you had a shit time, cool, I understand. Like for the general public, don't tip. But don't just not tip. Say something at the time. Like, hey, we didn't like this or we didn't like that or la, la, la. So at least you're giving feedback, not just not leaving a tip that doesn't tell the restaurant anything because it might just be you're a tight ass. Yeah. That's where, that's for me. Do you have like a percentage that you have in mind? I was thinking 10%. Yeah, 10% is probably a minimum for me. If it's oh, if I get hooked up, I do more than that. But. Yeah, if yeah, if I get looked after, I tip really generously. Um, you pretty much tip what you were given in free dishes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, and that's that's just a sign of respect. Unless you go to Pinbone because they t- they'll just send you out the fucking yeah. thousands of dollars of food. Yeah, and then they put all <laughs> it. They put try and put the tip back in your pocket as well. But you have to you have to make the effort. You know. So yeah, ten ten to fifteen percent is probably a minimum for me, and then depending where I am, I tip more or you know less, but. Still Groups have always kind of pissed me off, though. Like, it's funny. Like, a, a table of two will come in and they'll they'll leave a tip. Table of four will come in, leave a tip. Table of six. As soon as you get like a table of, because we're pretty lucky. So, Hombres has has two large tables of that seat twelve and twelve next to each other, so we can smash out twenty four people. Mm. If they come in, not saying necessarily there, but other venues as well. What I've noticed is the bigger the group. The, the, less the, the less the tip yeah. and the funny thing is it's I love that Kendrick Lamar song yeah it's just yeah. it's just like you sit there and you go look even if it's just five bucks a head if everyone just throws in five bucks yeah. it'll be like it'll be great let alone even if you chucked in ten it'll still yeah. equal only ten percent but everyone looks at it and they think oh we've just spent this amount of money yeah. why the hell should we throw in another yeah. you know 150 bucks or 200 bucks or, or, or whatever or still they round the bill up 50 cents and leave the 50 cents as a had tip. that happen the other way I actually had some dude walk out the other night there was, there was 15 of them we squeezed them in Gave them like a, a set menu, chucked them a, like a free round of beers as well, just to say good day. And then as they walked out, they left their money. And then as we went to count it, we noticed that it was like a couple of bucks short. And then one of the guys came back and he's like, "Oh, here you go, man!" And flicked a two dollar coin at me through the window, and then just walked off down the street. And I went, "Not only did you not pay your bill properly, but you just flicked a two dollar coin at me. You yeah. sick? If, if you're gonna tip anything under five dollars, just don't do it. Yeah, just don't tip." Because you're more of an asshole if you leave fucking three dollars or a dollar eighty. Yeah. yeah, unless it's shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but I so my experience with with dining in big groups is that like me and my wife and my family and you know most of my good friends are, are always extremely like fuck yeah we're gonna tip yeah we're gonna tip out this motherfucker and everyone. But else then it's there's <clears throat> always some vocal person that is like not even like I'm not going to tip but we, we shouldn't. shouldn't tip yeah um and that's exactly well, what's happening. What is their reasoning? I, I don't tip is generally the, re- the reason yeah. we've, we've this spent all America. this money yeah yeah that happens a lot as well um, and that's exactly what's happening in the um, the Facebook post um, from this article it got put up um, last week and uh, it got 192 reactions um, solid all of them angry uh, not, not that many angries but uh, the top comment mm-hmm. is nor should so it's like uh, one in five Australians will never tip at restaurants the headline and the top comment is nor should you they are doing a job they are paid quite well for stop trying to make Australia more like America it's bad enough already 440 likes his comment what? got 
<laughs> Shit. I was like, it's 425 likes, four love hearts, and 11 grateful reactions. <laughs> grateful reaction. Um, and then the entire, like, I, I scrolled down the hundreds of comments, and I could not find one. Like, I, the, I read, I reckon, 50 comments, and I did not read one pro-tipping yeah. comment. They're all just like, this. the agenda of this writer is to guilt people into tipping. Tipping was a tradition in the USA for workers in, when jobs where wages were poor. Like, never tip. Why should we? Yo, Shove the American tipping where the sun don't shine. Yeah, right. Wages are still poor. And this is what people don't remember. Like, often people working in restaurants, especially these days, it's their second or third job or they're putting themselves through uni and it's a part-time gig or whatever it may be. Well, some people are doing it as a career yeah, as well. Yeah, some people are doing it as a career that. too, 100%. But these people work their ass off and they're not making fucking millions of dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... You know, if they go above and beyond, then show them, show them some appreciation. Like one, com- I read one comment in there from a a waitress who said a table got up and all gave her a hug and thanked her so much for her amazing service and that she went above and beyond and made their night and la 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 and then proceeded to pick up all the change and count back all the change to make sure they got the right amount of change and didn't leave her a tip. Like hugs are cool and appreciation is cool, but you know. Let her go and buy herself a drink after work. Yeah. Or some, you know what 100%, I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, I found one positive tipping comment. Well, I do tip, says David. I know it's uncommon in Australia. I will tip as a recognition of an extra good product or outstanding service. I will not tip of my, of my, if my time is wasted or if the staff are rude, even one staff remember. I don't care about wages or political arguments. I see whether or not I tip as a sign of approval or disappointment. Exactly. Yeah. And first comment from Brett. David, tip the rubbish man next time he does a great job, mate. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the rubbish man would love a fucking tip. But I'm and then pretty- David says a robot picks it up now, so <laughs> let's get David on here. <laughs> Snap. Yeah, David. And the robot probably gets made more than the waitress too. Without probably. making like a, a, a class comment, I feel like because a lot of people yeah. reference McDonald's. Yeah. I feel like a lot of these people commenting that it's completely anti-tipping aren't in a restaurant that encourages tipping to begin with. Yeah, but it's your yeah. tipping service. Like, fair enough, efficient, fast service for a fast food chain is impressive to watch. But it's not like they're sitting down and serving you for an hour and a half yeah, exactly. or two hours while you're sitting exactly. down and learning what Catering your kid's to name your are. every fucking whim exactly. and want and desire. Yeah. Which is, you know, you expect just because you went to a restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start tipping at McDonald's. Why not? Bring it on. They appreciate it. Well, but it's, they've got the charity bins out the front. I'd feel guilty. The, the, the little, with little um, McDonald's, the, Ronald McDonald House. Yeah. Right. I had uh, something else to say and I forgot. Tipping? You love it? It was a good point too. But cow tipping? Show us your tip. What's a cow tipping? Oh, cow tipping. pushing cows <laughs> yeah, over. You push cow tips like cows over. It's funny. <laughs> funny. I've never done it. Did it in boarding school. Would you do it? You did it? Yeah, oh, that's why you're vegan. Well. The guilt uh, came yeah. back. Yeah, the guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paranoia and Yeah, actually, that's what I was going to say. As, as a chef, tipping used to really piss me off. I've worked at restaurants where wait staff would come into the kitchen after they're getting their envelope of tips and just count wads of cash in front, in of, front you. of you when you're working three times the hours they are mm-hmm. slaving away and they come in for service and then they get paid probably better than the chef does anyway especially as a young guy a and then they come in and count this all this extra money that they've got which they earn but you know so from in our businesses everybody gets tips yeah from the kitchen hand to the restaurant manager everyone in between gets tips and you know that's that's what always pissed me off and we, I used to have a lot of back wa- backlash from waiters in previous jobs of tips are for wait staff, tips are for service. 
and I think that's the American thing. I think yep. in Australia, tipping is for the experience. True. And the whole thing, if one aspect is not up to standard, people aren't going to tip as yeah. much. Like if you eat something and it's yeah. fucking amazing and then, you know, the service is okay. Yeah. You know, you, you don't sit there and you're like, fuck, that dish was pretty good though. And that's that might be your emphasis for tipping as well. Like yeah. it's not necessarily about just the service that you're getting. Yeah. It's the shit that's going in your mouth as well or the yeah. cocktails that the bartender's doing or it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I've noticed a bit of a change in wait staff's attitude as well about sharing tips. And a lot of the time, people work out their living expenses with that addition of of, course. of tips. Of, uh, if I can make X amount of tips a week, then I can afford to live, mm. you know? So, it's not a fucking scam. It's not a guilt trip. It's just... A sign of appreciation. Yeah. yeah. Callan's article is great, actually. It ends it with uh, his top five tips for tipping. And this is like pretty much what you just said. Any any good restaurant will share its tips equally among all staff, waiters, chefs, cooks, and hopefully dishes. So if it's the best damn goddamn crockenbush you've ever had, this side of Strasbourg, uh, <laughs> but the waiter's a dead set wombat, you should still probably tip. Ten um, percent is a nice go to number, but by all means, feel free to tip higher. Just because you're eating at a local Vietnamese takeaway doesn't mean you should tip with any less gusto than if you were at a three-hatter restaurant, especially if you go there once a week and the staff always give you a free bag of prawn crackers. Yeah, exactly. Although, what Vietnamese takeaways are giving away prawn crackers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you do tip, don't make a big song and dance about how lucky the staff are to receive a gratuity from you. The staff will think you're a jerk. Everyone at the table will think you're a jerk. Chances are you are a jerk. Jerk, yeah. (laughs) Um, And if there's a public holiday surcharge, and this is what a lot of people brought up in the comments as well, that's because the restaurant owner is paying public holiday wages to open their restaurant and make you a chia bowl while everyone else is nursing a hangover at the beach he's clearly wrote this from brisbane from yeah <laughs> um the surcharge from, is from personal experience yeah. Yeah. the surcharge is not going directly to the staff and you should still tip if you feel like showing thanks yeah fair agreed everyone listening right now tip and tip us yeah send us send us your tips paypal <laughs> show us your tips <laughs> um you guys want to talk about dumb restaurants or cloud eggs <laughs> Fucking neither, really. <laughs> That's cloud egg it. <coughs> so cloud oh, more eggs info. from an SBS article entitled "Cloud Eggs Are Going Bonkers on Instagram." Okay, stop. Have you ever <laughs> seen a cloud egg before? You saw this? No, but my Me friend either. Chloe Sargent wrote this article, and I, I, mm. I, I, I'll vouch for her. You'll vouch for her. I can. She may, maybe maybe is following a few accounts that are going bonkers for cloud eggs. Okay. Um, it definitely looks like something that's happening in America besides here. What it is is you separate the white from the yolk, and then you whip the white furiously and cook it. So you get like a golden brown meringue and then you drop that, that, that runny yolk in the middle. It looks stupid. Probably doesn't taste that good. <laughs> and probably costs a lot. Yeah. It's in labor, definitely. Yeah, yeah. For labor, yeah. Just fry, just fry my egg and put it on my toast, please. What's your favorite kind of... Oh, fuck, you're vegan. Fuck. Yeah, baby. <laughs> How do you like your I was flax about, eggs? I was about, I was about to like say like, yeah, Cadbury cream eggs, but I fucking <laughs> can't eat them either, can I? Shit. You do the flax egg thing when you bake? No. Had a, had a flax egg cookie the other day. What Pretty the fuck good. is a flax egg cookie? You like um, crush up the flax seeds and you like stir them up real fast in water and it creates like a gel that acts almost like an egg white. So not mm. flax eggs. Yeah, flax eggs. Oh, they're called flax eggs because uh, it's a flaxseed egg. Binds like... Yeah, I'm, yeah more of a, I'm more of a chickpea starch or red, red kidney bean starch kind of guy. Mm. I'm interested about this. Because like, yeah, mm. th- yeah, you can like use the... You can crack open a, a can of chickpeas yeah. and use the, the fluid yeah. to bind, right? Yeah, so yeah. I had the funniest thing. I was, ta- I was talking to some carnivore about this <laughs> and um and i was like oh yeah so we're talking about meringues i was like yeah i actually had a pretty good meringue the other day um had one that was made out of 
chickpea starch. And, like then, the liquid. His, and then his and monocle he, fell he, out of his he eye just, and into his coffee. Oh, yuck. That's disgusting. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, oh, that stuff's gross. I went, what's the last time you ate a fucking raw egg white, dickhead? <laughs> yeah. He just went, that joint, uh, GG's Pizza in, uh, yeah, in yeah. Uh, Newtown, they do, I mean, obviously the pizzas are some of the best in Sydney. Mm. Completely vegan menu. Um, and uh, they also do like a chickpea uh, I guess it's like a pie chickpea kind of pie cake thing it's one of the best fucking things I've eaten I like that I like that they do the um, vegan cannelloni that's shit I've had that one. Oh my god they're, they're cannoli fake. sorry cannoli, they're, cannoli. They're, they're like what is it like a walnut based blue cheese yeah like that. it's unreal yeah it's it? fucking amazing it's, it's like an aged I, cashew I or what? Been a, yeah, it's, cashew man, it's real like good that. it's so but good but it like, actually tastes like blue cheese the calzone is the, the most amazing thing though if you get their calzone it's mind blowing that's borderline life changing I went to uh, Anima Ecore, which is a, a pizza joint in Meadowbank, which uh, is, is like a real good, proper, like, you know, uh, Napoli certified uh, pizzeria that um, is like just one of those joints that like Meadowbank is like a piece of shit suburb. And I, I live near it, so I can say that. It's fine. There's nothing in Meadowbank. But for whatever reason, they have one of the best pizza restaurants in Sydney. And uh, they uh, they do like, you know, they, they do the meter long pizzas like... Um, like via Napoli, I can't, I can't get behind me to long pizza. Really, no. they're fucking great, bro. It's such a it's a celebration of dough. No, yeah, I can't fuck it. It's like carbonara. Like I like my pizza round mm-hmm. and Neapolitan style, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't fuck with it's it. It's just a different shape. Yeah, I know, it's exactly the same it's in every other way. Long. Yeah, it's a bit. It's good for sharing. I went yeah. there with. Good a I want to share. I want a whole you, pizza to myself too. Then you can try all the different toppings. Yeah. Right, so they fucking split all the toppings up across the meter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I definitely don't fuck with. <laughs> I normally I normally just get a, a meter of uh, of margarita, margarita, but um, for myself. Yeah. Uh, but they had a, a one called Dracula, and it was like super hot salami and heaps of chili. Sick. It burnt my dick off. It was great. Right. <laughs> Actually, I had a pretty I had a pretty poor pizza experience um last week. So um, usually I'm I'm pretty lucky. I live pretty close to the Dolphin, and um the Dolphin just started doing um. Delivery. On Fedora, yeah. you can, you can, so you can their get, pizzas are legit too. Man, it's very, can, very different to the pizza. You can get a pizza. About, so Fedora's got a liquor license. You can get a pizza and a bottle of wine delivered to your house yeah. for fifty bucks. I and mean, that's like not anybody. You get a bottle of like organic Francesco Sorelli, you know, yeah. from Abruzzo as well. It's like mint. So anyway, they don't fucking serve them. They don't deliver on Tuesdays. So I contacted Why another. Why deliver on Tuesdays? I don't know. It from Wednesday. Oh, okay. And then um, who do they think they are? Bad hombres. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> ordered another another place for delivery and like i always have to get you know like a, a like kind of like a marinara style just tomato i always get extra olives uh, some basil and some chili oil on top so tomato base and then they actually had like a little subtext saying that they had uh vegan mozzarella on there so i was like sick all right i'll get that on there then finally the pizza comes to my house um and then as the guy from fedora rocks up he hands it to me and he's like oh Hey, yeah, just letting you know they didn't have vegan cheese, so we just put normal cheese on it. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> After I just waited 55 minutes, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Um, dude, I can't, I'm not going to eat this. Like, you may as well just go for a bike ride with it, sit down somewhere and enjoy this fucking pizza, and I'll call these people up again. So then called them up. I was like, hey, you, uh, you, didn't, you gave me normal cheese instead of the vegan cheese. Like, oh, sorry, we've run out. We've run out of the vegan cheese. I'm like, cool, then just put no fucking cheese on it. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, cool, so the tomato base, just want olives, basil, a little bit of chili. That's it. Just don't worry about the cheese. He's like, okay, okay, okay. And then all of a sudden, two pizzas come back to me. And I was like, oh, all right. Opened it up. And then all there was was a, um, I said, sorry, thank you very much. We've replaced yours with a vegan pizza. 
and opened it up and it was like a mushroom artichokey, nothing that I wanted. <laughs> and then finally opened up the pizza that I thought was my other one and it was the same fucking one with Jeez. buffalo mozzarella on it again. And I was just like, sweet. So I just paid money and waited two and a half hours for not only one thing I didn't want, but two fucking things I didn't want. Three things. Three yeah, things. exactly. Three things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's that place to call you? Uh, I'm not saying. Minnesee. <laughs> Speaking about restaurants that are dumb this week. Not restaurants that are dumb. Restaurant employees. That's that right. That's, very true. That's a better way of putting it. Um, much better. Thank you for, for stopping us from getting sued. Oh, it's actually yeah. my goal. <laughs> I'm really trying. Career, career goal I'm really, I cannot afford it at the moment. <laughs> um, so, uh, Neil Perry's Burger Project restaurant uh, opened up a, uh, a couple of Melbourne ones last year. And a staff member at one of the Melbourne Burger Projects um, served uh, a group last week. And on their receipt, um, the, the, the group that he sold, uh, served, there was a, a young black dude um, that was part of the group. I don't know how, um, how many people were in part of the group, but he, he wrote on the receipt um, for what, the, like, they labeled the, the receipt, like, number 16, and then the fucking N-word. <laughs> speechless. Yeah. I was completely speechless just saying. Yeah. And so this is something that, like, like, one of those things that actually could have been completely missed by the customer but yeah he and he and his partner that's not the fucking point yeah no, i totally saw it and like but like what the fuck like so the guy's like obviously been fired immediately and he's he's personally uh apologized and obviously neil, neil perry is you know I, I saw neil on saturday night and he said it was one of the most stressful days he's ever had you know all of his experience running restaurants which is pretty crazy to think about because Isn't it some amazing fucking for him young idiot that he has to feel stressed out about some young kid's Dropped actions. Yeah. That's not that's not even him, some but it all Muppet. falls onto him. Yeah, yeah. massive Muppet. That's an yeah. M word right there, Muppet. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. I, I just, like that's that's like such a baffling story. Like the fact that he was okay with one writing that word into the system. Yeah, and then printing it out and handing it to the fucking customer. So yeah, I mean, look, I, I, for, for what it's worth, I think Neil Perry and the Burger Project have handled this quite well. Yeah, um, just get rid of that fucking staff member and make sure he doesn't get yeah, a job Neil, anywhere. Yeah, and Neil called the called customer and personally apologised, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, but yeah, it's it's still a fucking nightmare, isn't it? Yeah. And 2017, we still, you know, yeah, still shit, still happening. Like yeah. uh, over at Enter Gelato. <laughs> <laughs> this is possibly more stupid. So, Enter Gelato is uh, the uh, gelateria that uh, uses uh, was it nitrous ox? No, uh, nitrogen, liquid nitrogen, liquid, liquid nitrogen, nitrogen to freeze their ice cream. It's a big uh, gimmicky joint in Chinatown. Yeah, these syringes the and stuff. That seems pretty good. But the, uh, the yeah, they're, they're responsible. For, the first people I ever saw to use a dumbass thing where they put the plastic syringe full of mm-hmm. sauce and stick it into your ice cream. Yeah, they've done some dumb shit. Before. That's one of the dumbest things yeah. that, that that has happened in food over the last few years. Uh, not as dumb as this, though. Um, they posted on their Instagram and Facebook accounts recently um, a new ice cream they're putting out called Honey Charcoal Vanilla. And the image is of a, of one of their staff members holding this ice cream cone and their hands are black with carbon. It says, is it still considered blackface if it's just on your hand? Thinking emoji. Anyway, it's just spilt carbon, so calm your tits with our honey charcoal vanilla gelato, carbon dusting not included. Oof. First of all, who wants an ice cream dusted with carbon? 
Like that, that, that is putting like tasteless burnt shit. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. It's just color, right? Yeah, it's just yeah, basically just color. Would it have a little bit of a little bit of bitterness to it, or a sulfury yeah. kind of flavor? Yeah, a little bit of that burnt flavor. Yeah, but why? Why would you fucking make a blackface? Joke? Why? Why? Like and who's signing off on yo tits? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh shit Like does it say What fucking social media Agency is in charge Of this shit no, I'm That looks like They're running direct it From the uh, Yeah um, But then they've cha- Since changed it to Honey chuckle Vanilla gelato We deeply apologise For the careless And insensitive caption That was posted before this We've taken disciplinary action Against the staff in question And the staff has been Suspended as well As will no longer be Any social media Communications role Deepest apologies that this was posted so thoughtlessly we will ensure tight social media scrutiny controls are put in place here's my hot take on this I don't think anybody was fired I reckon no, that no was 100% yeah. I reckon that was 100%. the person who posted that as <laughs> yeah, well yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably somebody messaged and went uh, you can't say that and they went Oh, and then so they wrote that. Yeah. Mm. So don't use the N word um, at all. Mm-hmm. Don't in, fucking in ever do any kind of and blackface. Don't, don't talk about it. Don't refer to it. Just don't be a fucking idiot. Again, don't be a fuckwit. The uh, the catchphrase that should have caught on when it's I not fuck, it's years ago. It's really not hard to not be a fucking bigot. And like, yeah, it's just like it, the, there is that like, oh, it's just cheeky Australian, you know. No, it's just it's being not. a cheeky Australian. It's a larrikin humour. No. You wouldn't get it. It's larrikin humour. It's all we do down here. Uh, r- racial slurring's just beyond. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not beyond that kind of stuff. It's fucked. Yeah. It's yeah. fucked up. But you know, but it's so ingrained in. Like, it goes alongside with with with, with that. You know, one hundred percent. You know, it's fucking. It's PC gone mad, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Um, I, I don't think N2 handled the, the the apology as well as Neil Perry did for no, Burger Projects. No. Um, but uh, you know, hopefully we can go one week without. Uh, It'd be nice, wouldn't being, it? Being fucking idiots. 2017 to go one week one week without a re- restaurant being racist. Another hot take from me: George Kambar has paid off both these people <laughs> <laughs> to take the attention away from exactly. you. Exactly, <laughs> cause a bit of a stir. <laughs> uh. Those are all the incredible stories on this incredible episode of the incredible podcast, The Mitch. In this week, Sean, we're going to do some signing off in a minute. But before we do, I want you to think about a song that you want to end this episode on. Oh shit Also what are we going to do next week Lev Because I will be in LA and Mexico um, I'll start talking to Mike Benny I know Joel Amos as well Our good Hi. friends in the wine biz Want to do a wine heavy episode But Sounds Mitch great. is going to uh, Noma, Mexico Talk, Tell us about that Yeah Mr. Dan Hong and I Are going to Noma, Mexico And going to LA To hang out with Dog For a few days Louis Tikaram Who recently You should go check out His uh, Chef's Night Out video yeah, In which true. he gets So fucking drunk Yeah I haven't seen him That drunk in a long time I have seen him That drunk though so. Yeah I, Definitely <laughs> Multiple times I, I really miss That, that I, I, I was like Oh yeah that guy <laughs> <laughs> I remember that drunk That drunk idiot Yeah um, So we're going to go to LA for three days I don't have I've got no idea What Louis has got planned for us But I'm sure it's going to be Pretty crazy And then we head to Tulum for another Four days To eat at Noma And eat a lot of tacos And Babacoa And then Fuck, Come so back jealous. He's such a Get cunt. back to it Yeah it's pretty Find a golf course <coughs> Yeah <laughs> Try and find a Yeah Anyone wants to play golf in LA You more excited about out. Noma or tacos Ta- Probably tacos To be <laughs> honest Yeah uh, Even in LA Like 
I fucking love LA taco trucks. Man. Yeah, I can't oh, yeah, fucking, I can't yeah, I think Toby wait. Wilson smashed something like I think he was doing on average nineteen to twenty five tacos yeah, a day. He was doing you can you can hear him go through that trip on yeah. his yeah. episode of the Mission. Yeah, so back crazy. Yeah, so yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to eat at EPLP again. Mm. I can't wait just to hang out with Louis and then um get to Mexico. I think Morgie and Paul Carmichael and a bunch of other people in Mexico at the same time. So it's going to be pretty wild. And uh, I'm I'm putting the pressure on Mitch to try and record an episode of some sort while while he's there yeah we'll see what we can do <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a call I'm, I'm like in the middle of the night Levin's no how do you hit record <laughs> <laughs> what's the red button do what is it? my phone my phone now like dies at 60% so get a new one before you yeah, go yeah I know you abuse it too much <laughs> I'm gonna try it tomorrow it's pretty I mean cause you ate at Noma when it was in Sydney have you ever eaten any? I've eaten uh, in Copenhagen and Sydney yeah I reckon like even though as someone that's not even at any nomas, I think one in Mexico is the most exciting. It's going to be pretty crazy. Those are the ingredients uh, J- that are Japan, in, in, in that area of the Japan world. Japan would have been phenomenal as yeah. well. But if if you follow Renee on Instagram, like he's been putting little videos of mm. different ingredients and stuff up. It's really cool and interesting. Unreal. So yeah, it's going to be. I've tried to not look at dishes. Yeah. And so I can go in and try and be a little bit surprised. Some of the wines are going to be pretty. Yeah, sick yeah, too. yeah. better drink, some, bro. He's got some. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I'd, I'd you should definitely try one. try the. Um, he's uh, got a he's got a Mexican natural wine. Oh uh, yeah, which is fucking mind blowing. I'm sure Cat will pour me a cup of tea on arrival, but uh, <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll have a couple of glasses. You should definitely as well. have a crack of that. Yeah. Uh, awesome. So, Sean, uh, where can we find you online? Uh, so we have pretty much bad hombres. Uh, dot com uh, hasn't really gone live yet. That should be happening in the next week or two. But um. We're definitely got some presence on on Instagram, which is bad dot hombres dot dining um, on our Instagram account, and also like our, our neighbourhood account as well, which is for our sling and chinos down in Surrey Hills as well. Sling and chinos, just sling and chinos Monday to Friday, baby. <laughs> no, which Unreal. is just neighbourhood uh, BSM, and uh, you can follow your personal account. Yeah, which is McManus Brewing. Excellent. Uh, and uh, Mitch, you can be found at Insta Krill at Krillin on the Run. Uh, on Twitter and mm-hmm. Instagram for the one before that one when they in the title mm-hmm. you know, I've never pointed it out but you are Insta Krill and Hongi's Hongstagram yeah. together you are Instagram yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm at LevDog on Twitter Instagram and Facebook and The Mitchin can be found facebook.com slash The Mitchin or The Mitchin Podcast at gmail.com get in touch uh, let us know what you want to hear what, what you want Mitch to do when he's in Mexico for give the, us some for ideas of things to do because we're quickly running out of we are not this, is, <laughs> this was an incredible <laughs> festival of uh, ridiculous food stories yeah I don't want to rely on people doing fucking racist shit for us to talk about that <laughs> I'd like right? to talk a lot less about that stuff yeah. hopefully it doesn't happen anymore. it can't always yeah. be uh, you know moaning about visas yeah no true That'd be true, fun. true, true. Food can be fun. Everybody. Food can be fun. Uh, Sean, what are we? What song are we going to listen to? Uh, well, I'd feel rude if we didn't put on some uh, genuine pony. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> no, uh, no explanation needed. Yeah. <laughs> See you next week uh, for a Mitchless Mitchin. And uh, hopefully the best kind, some would say. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, yeah, Goxie was uh, a, a pretty amazing stand-in. Yeah, for I, you, bet I, was, I bet he was. I bet he was. And uh, hopefully, something from from Mexico shortly after that. I'll see you next time. Adios. Peace. Ciao.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.